Hello, friend. Welcome, Carm Capriato, with a special recording from ASA Colorado 2020. This event was held at Lincoln College of Technology in Denver. And with me is technician Jared Alexander, who was presenting his first training class ever on a topic that I don't think has ever been taught by a technician. <laughs> the good thing was it didn't happen because I had so much interaction from everybody and so many questions on how to try to work through things and make things better. Welcome, aftermarketers, to Remarkable Results Radio. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hello, friend Carm Capriato, the Aftermarket Podcast Guy, pursuing excellence, as you know, and quality content through the essential voices of the aftermarket. And with me is Jared Alexander, technician at BG Automotive from Fort Collins, Colorado. And Jared discusses becoming a lean technician. But first, hey, for all you shop owners and techs out there, Apex registration will open in April. Now, the dates are November 3rd through the 5th at the Sands Expo and Caesars Forum in Las Vegas. If you loved Apex 2019, just wait until you see what's in store for 2020. You'll hear all about it right here on the podcast. And for more information, visit aapexshow.com. Hey, listen and learn each week and strive to take just one thing away with you. One thing that sparked an idea or action within you and that you can implement or even pass on. Now, the stories you hear from our guests show that remarkable results comes in many forms and fashions, some instant and many more disguised as daily challenges that were overcome. Now, adapt these ideas to your needs and one day we'll be interviewing you. Yeah, I had a special opportunity to interview a technician, Jared Alexander, who completed his first ever training seminar. Now, Jared explains how it happened, how he overcame his stage fright, and the power of his message. He's teaching what he knows best, how to be a lean technician. Find the talking points for this episode at remarkableresults.biz slash E520. Hey, during this time of concern with the COVID-19 pandemic, continuing to hone your learning curve will keep you sharp and on top of your game. Don't languish or reverse course. Use your logical mind to rethink your priorities and protect your people and customers. And never stop finding your next rise. Hey, a warm welcome to Jared Alexander from BG Auto for Collins here in Colorado. How are you, man? Doing great. It's a pleasure hey, to be here. Oh, I'm happy you're here. We're at the ASA Colorado Summit here again in January 2020. You know, I've had my now taste of this thing. I did my keynote this morning. I've been around a lot of the classrooms, just had lunch. This event is on fire. Yes. It's unbelievable. I want to help you understand why Jared's in the seat across from me in my studio. He works for BG Auto in Fort Collins, and he works for Brian Gossel, who's been on the show before. And when Brian introduced Jared to me, he says, here's my hot rod based number one machine technician. But Carm, for the first time ever, he's actually teaching a class here. And I said, now that's a story we have to tell. Technician to trainer overnight to your first class. So... I would really love to know, you know, who approached you and then what idea did you come up with and how long did it take you to write this? And now you've given your morning session and you have to go back and give the afternoon. You know, what's going through your mind, man? To start, I talked with Brian about a year, a year and a half ago about actually wanting to teach um, 
kind of what it is that I do as far as being an efficient technician and being able to produce hours and have cars not coming back all the time. Got it. Taking care of our customers, you know, obviously our number one priority, keeping them coming back to us so that we, we can keep their vehicles on the road, keep yeah. them trustworthy for them. I had a kind of a health issue a, while, a little while ago where I actually overworked myself to a point to where my body started reacting and shutting down on me. So what's that like? Cause I think it's happened to me. <laughs> I actually had some times where, um, I missed about a month and a half of work Whoa. and I, my body, like I couldn't get up in the mornings. Well, that's I pretty serious. Yeah. yeah. So right. it was, it was pretty bad, but I've, I've come back around from it and Good. starting to recover from it and everything. Okay. So, um, I've actually slowed myself down and in doing so it's actually sped myself back up to where I'm, I've become so much more efficient to where I'm doing the same amount of work, but not actually working as hard. Oh, so you're working smarter. So I'm working a lot smarter than oh, I was. That's a great cliche. So, yeah. I heard that before. <laughs> so it's, it's been a really amazing learning experience for me to go through and having Brian and Phil at BG to kind of help me and working through everything and working as a team together. And that's, that's part of one of our biggest things is, you know, we're a family there, you know, we're a very close unit to where, we all talk to each other. We all have our inputs and we all listen to each other. And it makes the, the biggest difference ever to, to have that camaraderie and interaction with each other all the time. So uh, Brian came to you and says, hey, would you like to teach a class? Yeah. So Brian actually came to me at the end of November and said, hey, by the way, we're eating lunch and says, hey, by the way, I signed you up for the ASA class. You're oh, teaching. But, oh, I teach you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, boss, I'll go to that class. So, What's the name of it? Well, you pick. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's like, I was like, okay, what are we doing? And it, it was it was really awesome because I didn't even hesitate about it. I didn't even think about it. I just said yes. Wow. Because it, it made me, I felt really honored the fact that he trusts me and believes in me enough to, to teach a class and be able to, you know, share my experiences with other people yeah. and at the same time have the availability to learn from other people in the same class. It's always been a want for me to be able to teach and give back just because of how I started out because I started out as an apprentice yeah. and I was lucky enough to be in a shop where they took care of me in that same way. So how many classes have you been in as a participant, you know, learning and, and observing your trainer and taking away as much as you can? Now you're in the, the crow's nest. Yep. So I've been probably over a hundred classes, training classes over the years and Today's class, my first class, it actually, I was completely terrified to begin with. And within about 15, 20 minutes, it just came out. Everything was natural and no. I lost, lost all my fears and everything just came out really easy. All of my experience came out and I didn't have to think. Is it because you went over this in your head multiple times? You really studied your material? You, you knew it? No, it's actually because more of this is what I do every day. It came out from my Okay. production ability every day. So actually, okay. this whole week, I actually just built my um, PowerPoint with my wife. She helped me put everything together All and right. I got everything done within the last week. You walked in with confidence, but you had to get the, the nerves out of your stomach. Yep. Okay. And it only took 15 minutes. Yep. Because I, I had such a great interaction from everybody in the class. It just took all the fear away of uh, failing and the acceptance, the acceptance. What do you think it was? Did you say a few things and all of a sudden you could see the, the twinkle in someone's eye that says, my God, man, he's been there and done that. Exactly. Uh, it wasn't just, he's just another guy saying other people's experiences. He's yeah. actually doing this every single day. He's telling us what it means to him. His yep. wisdom is coming out in the class because of course, uh, 
your great experiences because you broke things a few times. Absolutely. You learned. Unfortunately, I've learned. Yes. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I, I asked that question this morning. Anybody break anything here? My hand was one of the first ones. Yeah, I know it was. <laughs> so what was the class? What's the title of the class? The class is uh, how to be a lean technician. The idea is how to find the times where you're actually losing five, 10, 15 minutes in between parts or work orders or talking you know, trying to figure out where your next step needs to be or overstepping your sold diagnostic times. Um, so that way you're not wasting your time or the customer's time for that matter by over trying to overlook and overdiagnose a car that doesn't need to be. Hey, if you loved Apex 2019, just wait until you see what's in store for 2020. Personally, I can't wait to see and experience the new Repair Shop HQ. It's a dedicated area to meet the needs of the service professional. Now, in this new space, you'll find everything you need to drive sales, profits, and productivity. You'll see demos in a fully built-out six-bay shop to simulate a real-world experience. Top industry trainers will lead sessions in two new training theaters on topics like alternative fuel vehicles, diagnostics, telematics, and underhood and undercar challenges. And there's more. The tool and equipment section and the mobile heat transfer heating air conditioning section are moving to this new area. Plus, a new tire section and tool and equipment demo theater will be nearby. Now, there's so much new at Apex 2020, you just can't miss it. November 3rd through the 5th in Las Vegas. Registration opens in April at aapexshow.com. Keep listening right here for more news about Apex 2020. When you say lean, are you thinking you're trying to think a couple of steps ahead or? uh, Absolutely. Okay. Trying to look forward through your process before you actually start. So that way, once you start, you've already got systems and process that are working for you instead of against you. Does the business provide that foundation or is this all yours? It provides the foundation because that's the way our team works. Okay. But this is something that I learned when I first started. Okay. Like I said, when I started as an apprentice, uh, I worked with a heavy line technician. And but, and, but you came from the dealerships, right? No, I started in, in, a, in a private okay. shop. Okay. But I've worked for GM dealers. I've worked at tire shops. I've worked at quite a few private owned shops. So How long have you been with Brian? I've been with Brian for over five years. Five years. Yep. He tells me you're a machine. Everyone calls me a machine. <laughs> People say I make them tired while they watch me work. So does that mean you're a multitasker? Because if you want to, if you want to be a lean technician, your steps have to be pre-planned, pre-thought before you actually take them. And, and you want to make sure that you know your bench and your computer and, and everything is in a place where you know that it is. So yeah. it's it's almost natural when you move. Exactly. Right? You want every movement to be completely natural. You don't want to have to. You want your body to move before you have to think that it needs to move. Okay. You want everything to be nice and fluid instead of, okay, what do I have to do next? Okay, what do I have to do next? You want to pre-think through every process so that way your third step is your, you've already completed two steps before you take your third step. Got it. Does the entire team live in this same world you live? No. Okay, so this we, this we is try. unique to you, but has anyone looked over and says, this, this guy's got something here? Yes. Okay. Yep. And are, are you, have you been asked to teach it or are you just say observe and learn? 
kind of observe and learn. Okay. Cause I, but now you're teaching it, but so. now I'm teaching it. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I want to do. Cause I want to give back the same way that I was given the opportunities to learn. Can you teach this to all the techs in the shop? I think I can. In the I've, company? I've gotten quite a few to actually be able to increase their hours already with easily change things, oh. you know, changing your organization in your toolbox. Mm. changing instead of letting a car sit in a stall being able to pull it out and pull in the next car you know changing the time frames between waiting between each ticket or you know having a domino effect of where you repair one car do an inspection on another car repair the next car and then by that time that inspection that you completed has sold so you have that car to work on you're managing triage i mean you, yeah. you're 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 moving the chess pieces on the board exactly but on your own there's there's no shop manager doing this for you no, it, and again, though, but I can't do what I do without my whole team being able to support what Got I'm it. doing. So okay. it's not it's not just a one-man show by any means. Wow. It takes a village, just like they say to raise kids, you know. Yeah, it yeah. takes everybody to make a clock work. It takes everybody meshing together to have everything work correctly. Um, good stuff so far, Jared. Thank you. So the reaction from the eyes and, and the questions from the class, look at this as it's my first time. I was a little nervous. I come down after 15 minutes. What's your takeaway from the uh, people, uh, the, the, the students in the class, or technicians that are in the class? Honestly, for me, it's gratitude and respect because the fact that they took the time out to be in my class to Right, you're giving gratitude and respect to them. Exactly. Yeah. Have you felt any vibe back to you? Absolutely. I had quite a few of them come up to me after the class and tell me that they had already taken notes and realized, you know, some of the things that they were losing time and money on because of just processes that they weren't doing efficiently enough or correctly. We can't get time back. So trying to manage our time and make it work for us instead of against us is, is the goal to try to figure out. Your first class, you're teaching what? Six hours worth? Almost. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that's, that's a long, long time to get up and talk and to have PowerPoints and discussion. Six hours of lean. I actually didn't get through it all either. No, you got that <laughs> so much I more. I didn't get that lean in my class of teaching lean processes, but <laughs> the good thing was it didn't happen because I had so much interaction from everybody and so many questions on how to try to work through things and make things better. So the class got into the weeds with you. Absolutely. Oh, this is great. How to, yep. this maybe wasn't a how to class, but you moved it to a yep. how to. Absolutely. That was honestly my goal from the beginning to not just spout out information of people having to work through and listen, but to involve them with their conflicts and figure out how to make things better for them, not just tell them my experience because everyone has different experiences. Everybody works a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. So my goal is to find out a little bit of the way they work and help them tweak the way that they're working to find those couple extra minutes. And throughout an eight hour day, if you save five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, you wind up with an extra 45 minutes to an hour at the end of the day that you have time to do an extra job yeah, or an extra yeah. inspection on a vehicle. So you've given us a couple of great pointers. Appreciate that. Is there anything other really great low hanging fruit that you could offer us as an idea? How about if the battery charger's in the right place or the ladder's in the right place or, you know, like you say, you organize your tools, but getting and touching some of the equipment that you need is within access. I mean, yep. that's a team. And a that, lot of that is a team project, exactly. right? Exactly. And that's something that is actually hit in my classes, having your environment set up around you, not just your tools, but all the shop equipment in a position to where it's easily accessible or if someone moves it, 
everybody kind of communicates with each other. Hey, this is over there. So you're not spending an hour searching for it. But it should be in the same place when it's done so that you, if it's not there, someone's using it. Yep. It's not sitting idle. It's not sitting meaning idle. Meaning, so if it's idle, it's in its home. Yep. Everything has a home. Yep. I've seen a shop that has unbelievable amount of organization and everything has a home. And in fact, I visited a warehouse once. They came out of a lean process mm-hmm. and there were pictures of pallets on the floor and there were spray painted ladders on the wall. Yep. And, and I, we all started to ask questions. Why is that there? Well, that's where the pallets go. They don't go where you feel you'd like to put them. You yep. put them there, first of all, safety issues. So you know that, hey, you're walking down the aisle, there's yep. going to be a stack of pallets. Or you're looking for that mobile cart or the pallet jack. And, and I know I'm talking warehousing. Well, we've actually implemented a lot of that in our shop as well at BG. And to the point to where we've actually all of our fluid exchange machines, ah. we took a picture of them where they belong and numbered them in order for the direction that they belong. So that yeah. they're always put back in that same order, same position. So they're easy to get to and easy to find. I did an interview with um, a shop owner, uh, Leon Martin. And Leon says, when we buy a new piece of equipment, if it doesn't have a place on the shelf, we don't buy it. So if we decide to buy it, we go to the shelf where all the scan tools and all the tools would be, and we say, where are we going to put this? We open a spot, we order it, and when it comes in, yep. it has a home. It has a home. It gets labeled, it has a home, and it's got its place to be. And that way everyone knows where it's at at all times. These are just duh moments, aren't they? Yeah. But we're too busy sometimes in, in our normal world, and, and, you know, the chaos and the stress. Of, of being in business, but your proof in the pudding is slow down a moment so yep. you can speed up. Exactly. That's absolutely right. And that took me a while to figure out, but it may, it, when you're actually doing it, it works and flows so much easier and there's so much less stress than trying to clutter through everything at all times. Okay. So you're given this class and say you're going to ask to give it a, you know, maybe travel a hundred miles away here and, and just go give it at another, at another city for, for the ASA group. It's six months down the road. Brian goes to you and says, Hey, what's the next class you're going to write? What's it going to be? I would probably improve this one a little bit more, okay. with, especially with the information that I was able to get back from the class with the interactions. Trust me, this happens every time I give a, a, yep. I give a talk. It changes. Yep. You're going to go back and you're going to say, I should have done that more. I'm going to take that slide out. Uh, oh, I, I realize epiphany. I got to put this in here. Exactly. You should be a, a constant tweaker. Absolutely. That's, that's good. Yep. Enjoy the class. Love it. Don't push the boundaries. Karma is always just thinking yep. about tomorrow, but that's okay. That's what I do. Jared Alexander, BG Automotive, Fort Collins, and his first ever training session here at ASA Colorado on being a lean technician. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.